but we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! It's, it's pronounced mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, hey, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman, Mike Spiegelman. Welcome to L W A F L M O I T. That's right, I said it. L W A F L M O I T. That stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. <laughs> L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. You said it perfectly, and you defined it accurately. You Let's watch a full-length movie, you know. You well, that's what our show is, and if you want to follow our podcast, follow us by our acronym, which we just say up front, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, or listen to us streaming live right now. Streaming first, I should say, on uh, mutinyradio.fm. Mutinyradio.fm is in the heart of the Mission District of San Francisco. Community radio, great programming. Why, this Sunday, every Sunday, they have terrific programming. Right before us at noon is a show called Where It's Really At. What, what's really happening? What's really happening? With yeah, Sarah? you confused it with today's movie, right? That's funny. Oh, right. Yes, that's right. Today's movie is in sync with Luke's show. Yes. Really happening. Uh, so you can check us out and make a whole afternoon. And then usually, if you're lucky, there's a live show on Sunday afternoon after us. So mm-hmm. fingers crossed. But uh, always, as always. There's very so often an open mic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah keep your fingers crossed. Uh, but uh, always feel free to donate to Mutiny Radio by going to Venmo and throwing five bucks to at Mutiny Radio helps the station a lot. And that's our only sponsored promotion we do every week. Carl, I'm really excited. The show is Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. We are going to watch a full-length movie with you. We'll watch it on YouTube, and you'll listen to the podcast while watching the movie. Carl, what is the movie this week? Today we are watching Where It's At, 1969, with Luke. Where It's At, 1969. (laughs) Oh, I get it, because Luke's show is called What's Really Happening, and our movie <laughs> today is called Where It's At, and yeah. Luke's show is now, and uh, our movie is in 1969, both right. time. No, so that's what you're going to put in the YouTube search engine. You're going to put in Where It's At. Of course, it's apostrophe S. It is yeah. Where It's At, 1969, and you will, if you, uh, okay, if your search results yield two two turntables and a microphone you got the wrong okay we like vintage what is it vintage vegas vintage vegas you said vintage las vegas we like that channel i don't think there is another channel all right now listen this is really important where it's at is the most generic term you can be typing into google all week so make sure it's where it's at 1969 and it does pop up Vintage Las Vegas is the right. channel uh, hosting this movie. We'll be watching it. So we want you to press that link, then hit pause. Then, because you know how it'll work, YouTube so well, move the timer thingy to zero, zero, zero. 
And wait, we're going to have a special comedian countdown. This is another thing that Carl does. Carl does so much for this show. He, yeah. he researches movies, he rewatches movies, Done. he sees the movies beforehand. But I he also it. produces a segment where he scours the world mm -hmm. and gets him on the phone. Seven continents. a comedian, and a comedian will do our countdown. Right. Uh, and when the comedian says go, we're all going to hit press the go button. So, Carl. Uh, I'm really excited. I don't know who the comedian is or what part of the world it is. Hopefully, the state of New Jersey. I don't want you, I don't want you to, to travel too far this week. From your state. Maybe you know a comedian friend who'd be happy to do it. So uh, I'm really excited to produce this segment. Take it away, Carl. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with John Voltarelli. Welcome, hey. John. What's up, Carl? What's going on? So, oh, you know, just uh, trying to uh, be funny, right? Want to make sure it's a funny segment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, we're off to a great start. When we first <laughs> met each other, gosh, is it 2017? I, 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 we were at, I was at the Town Tavern in Parsippany. How mm -hmm. did you find out about the open mic? We make 2017 sound so long ago. <laughs> it was only a few years. It was four years ago, I guess. But um, well, I was uh, at Badslava. I don't know. I guess that's not a thing anymore. People don't trust it. But I, I believe I looked it up there. And um, I work in. Uh, I work. I don't work far from there. So I was like, ah, let me do an open mic. And back then, I was of the mindset of uh, you should do get on stage as often as you can. I still yeah. kind of am. But, uh, and forget about the fact that they didn't have a stage there from what I remember. But uh, I, uh, yeah, I was just like, um, all right, I looked it up on Bad Slava. There it was. I was like, I'm going to go for it. I was really a newbie to comedy. I just wanted to have something of my own. So I made the mic and I didn't really know about these Facebook groups. It's much better than, than uh, Bad Slava. And for stage, it was like a faux stage, right? There was this dining area that they clear the tables out of, right? Remember, it served as yeah. a stage. Yeah, yeah, it was like, uh, almost like a balcony, right? Kind of. Yeah. It was a yeah. pretty bad room, pretty bad room. <laughs> the bar well, didn't pay attention, was... right? Yeah, yeah. But at least it was one of those places where you had like uh, patrons there and, and some of them were kind of into it. Yeah, some of them paid attention. Also, the way the room was split. So the dining area was on your left. The bar was on the right. You didn't know who you were, you know, performing for. Um, but, okay, what I've noticed since that time is I really think that you've found your comedic voice. Uh, you seem to be delivering your jokes the same way in this, in a consistent way, unlike way back then. Am I, am I right on that? So in other words, you're saying I, I haven't improved at all? I you I think you have <laughs> I think you have so much improved and I think you yeah. found your voice now. Yeah. I don't know, honestly. I don't, you know, I'm still kind of working on it. I don't know that I have. I just I just feel especially I mean, I do kind of cater to who I think an audience. Like, for example, uh last night I was I was doing a uh I guess uh Rich Carlucci show over at the uh the Flamingo, Flamingo. Strip Club. And uh, there were all these bikers there. There was like a Latin biker gang. So um, I, it turns out we weren't performing or they weren't involved in our, our show anyway, but I thought they were. So I was changing. I was doing the opposite that you do if you were going to go on like, a, you know, a, the Tonight Show or something and you had to clean stuff up. I was mm -hmm. trying to dirty stuff up so, <laughs> and make it really raunchy because I figured that's that's what's going to work for these guys. So. I was like, uh, you know, I try to like kind of cater to the audience. So I don't know that I, I really have a voice. I guess I kind of do, but I still, I guess I still, I feel I still have to kind of develop it more. Gotcha. I, one thing I really appreciate you is the way you handle hecklers. Like you just move on. And I know you know who I'm talking about. It's Scotty's Pub and Comedy Cove. They won't shut their mouths and you, you deal with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't mind those guys so much. I kind of find them, uh, I mean, look, I find them funny, like no filter Paul's a funny guy. And I think that uh, <laughs> I, maybe I believe it'll make you a stronger comedian. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe mm -hmm. it messes up my set. Who knows? But um, 
but I, I do think maybe that it, it makes me a little better to kind of uh, deal with that. Volterelli, Volterelli. This is another thing I appreciate about you. When people mess up the sound of your, the pronunciation of your name, you don't get all riled. I figure they don't know who I am anyway. So I'm like, eh, that's all right. <laughs> you don't have to pronounce it right. Fine. So mm. it's not a big deal. I guess what if, if it's a different venue, I may feel differently, but. Yeah. Well, if it's the Tonight Show, right? If, it, if yeah. it's the HBO special, we're going to. Okay. So how can people find you online? Well, you could uh, find me on Twitter. So uh, I could use the followers and that's at John Volterelli. And speaking of my last name, it's V-O-L-T-A-R-E-L-L-I. Uh, you can go on my uh, Facebook. I have a comedy Facebook page. Uh, just my name, John Volterelli. Uh, I'm on YouTube too. Same. Guess what? Same thing. John Volterelli. So uh, you could find me there. So it is just for the audience. It's like the word Volt, V-O-L-T, and then the word R, A-R-E, and then it's L-L-I. Volt R L L I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I never heard it pronounced quite so weirdly, but yeah. <laughs> okay, so everyone at home is poised to watch that film with us, okay? We're all hovering our finger over the play button, and we're going to hit it at the same time. So why don't you take it away, and let's do the countdown. Three, two, one. Yeah! All right, some funky music. That was a terrific comedian count, uh, yeah. celebrity count countdown. Okay, so we start off with a horrible song. A horrible song. About it, listen, someone wants David Jensen. David Jensen, right? David Jensen. Is he from Starcy and Hutch or is he from Man from Uncle? Well, he was uh, the fugitive. That's how people listening to this are too young to remember the fugitive because you and I don't even remember it. But he was on the TV show The Fugitive. Oh, Brendan Vaccaro. Well, yeah. I know the fugitive. QB did a sh uh, show with with Keith Sutherland on QB. On QB, are you talking about the QB show, the fugitive on QB? <laughs> oh, look, Caesar's Palace at Caesar's Palace. How gross! Gross. Gross. So, I did. This is. I. I think. Uh, nobody listening to this is old enough to remember the TV show, the fugitive that he was on. And there's also Brenda Vaccaro. She used to plug bras and tampons, right. remember? Well, she has a she's known for her voice. Yeah. Husky. Very gravelly voice, very sultry voice. And you won't have that here. Uh, this is her very first movie ever. It's her debut. And she look, that gravelly voice came with the vocal sound of her breathing in, right? Her catching her breath. Right. Uh, yeah, so it's like it was sexy, and then you were like, oh, are you okay? And then it's sexy again, and you're like, ooh, you can sit down, sit down. Just take a couple minutes, and then we get you some water. <laughs> was she like a Las Vegas staple when no. this movie came out? And that's no. She no, no, no. She was in theater before this. No, this was just her first film, and she does a great job in this. Look, Caesar's Palace. Oh, who's playing Caesar's Palace? I wasn't watching the main credits. I get a laugh riot every time. Okay, so the phone is ringing, and there's like a couple doing it in bed. All right, we don't know anything else. But then we quickly learn it's like the highest executive of the casino, and he's, you know, his son is coming from the airport. He's being alerted oh. that the son's plane is landing. Oh, right. So, and he's having sex with his wife. So he's like, that's great. Tell him his mom's here. <laughs> I'm, uh, oh, how can I phrase this? <laughs> his mom right now. He's not, he's having an affair, right? Well, no, he's not having an affair. He's not cheating on the son's mother. Rather, he's sleeping with his current girlfriend who's from a prominent family in Massachusetts, and they are fiancé. They are engaged. Her name is Rosemary Forsyth. She's our Star Trek connection. Oh, really? And there is Brenda. See how young she is, man? Wow, yeah, Brendan McCarr, look at that. Yeah, you just plucked that peach right off the tree. <laughs> I guess but, so. Well, and I'm saying she's like 20-something, like like she's still on. She goes, I quit. Let me put it on. Oh, here she comes. Hello, secretary. 
No, but wait, we missed something really funny there. It's one of the only funny things. He was rude to her. She goes, gives her the information and goes, and I quit. And then he puts on his pants, comes out, and he goes, why? He goes, because I'm sensitive. He goes, well, I'm sorry. And she goes, okay. <laughs> and she doesn't quit. Well, that's good, I guess. David Jensen. You know, Carl, I have a bad movie role oh. about casinos. Yeah. And it's that I think casinos are so thirsty to be on screen that they don't care what the storyline or what the oh, legality is. Oh, yeah. You've before. Because they'll shoot anything in a, in a casino. Debauchery, abuse, yeah. rape. Yup. People robbing casinos. It doesn't matter. Yeah. They just, just get the casino Caesar's Palace out there. Tony Bennett and Buddy Rich. And Buddy Rich. Palace. Oh, I came to see Buddy Bennett and Tony Rich. Oh, darn. Damn it. <coughs> Aluga, get out of my way. We look at this and think it's an old car. To them, it was also an old car, but not as old. No, not that old. This is 69, so it's 50 years ago. 52 uh -huh. years ago. Let's see, 39 was 30 years ago for them. Right. So That's that was a long the fucking 80s. time ago. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. the, uh, this is the son, and he's back from Princeton, New Jersey. He just graduated Princeton, so he's a hot shot. The father, which we'll talk about him. We've seen him on our podcast before. He, whoa, whoa, wait. So, you see the side boob? Did you see it? Yeah. It was shadowed, but it was real. It was tastefully done. He wants the son to become part of the business, help him with the casino, and even take it over. And of course, you know, it's 1969. He wants none of it. Oh, did you see the butt shot? Whoa! What? Yeah, that mirror has a crack in it, and it's her butt. <laughs> they had to send it back. Yeah, they... Look how fancy Caesar's Palace It looks classy with that car. Wait, is that funny? I want to return this mirror. It has a crack in it. Well, ma'am, if you would put on your pants. <laughs> Okay, I'll just write, return this mirror. Do you think the woman would be like, my name is Dawn, thank you very much? <laughs> the crack of? <laughs> yeah, that's no less, right? So the crack of Dawn, because her name was Dawn. I guess I shouldn't do that. I should make it like me. Like I go to, I went to return this mirror. I was all pissed off. I came straight out of the bathroom to return the mirror. I was like, later, there's a crack in this mirror. He goes, well, if you put your pants on, sir. I like it. I'm going to steal that joke. <laughs> no! Wait, you don't do open mics. Oh, I do. I've, I've, uh, I've done two shows so far. Zoom doesn't count. Oh, well, no, I won't. <laughs> okay, so he's just having a grand old time. He has graduated um, college. He is wants to go to Europe to meet his friends, and he is, like, looking for a master's degree in some bullshit. And he's, and of course, the father's going to butt heads with him. We'll never see this chauffeur again, I don't think. And he's potentially a Star Trek connection. He might have been on the first episode that aired that wasn't the pilot. Right. Oh, the Pikeless one. The, the first, it was after Pike, after the first Shatner one, and then it was the first time the show aired, season one, episode one. Gotcha. So I mean, now, I don't like the person at all. I don't like the fact that they're real rooms. Oh, you know, it feels a little like they're kind of claustrophobic. It's supposed to give you the sense of old money, which doesn't make sense in Las Vegas, right? Oh, yeah, sure. You get a lot of old money in Las Vegas. So, so we're having a real cute moment between these two, okay. But but you don't you don't have a takeaway from it like oh those two are going to get together we're just having like a well she, she must have known him for a while it's the first time they're meeting she, he doesn't care what she's saying you know he's got an attitude and stuff and she's trying to be nice right and she like when he doesn't pick up on her flirting she's just like okay okay forget it you know she's born in New York Let's see. yeah. 
But she didn't was, grow up there. She grew up in Texas, but she's got this great New York accent. Now, was there was there ever like a Rat Pack connection with Brendan Vaccaro? Uh, like, great I question. Like, yeah. yeah, like I feel like she would have joined the the Rat Pack on a tour or something. Well, the thing is, like, she became a prominent actress and was very famous. She could be picky. She could date who she wishes, right? But when you're at the Rat Pack, when you're at the Rat Pack, you know what I mean? Like, you become the oh little girl again right sure that's right everyone has a component everyone plays a part in the rat pack yeah i'm getting taken out by frank sinatra to be dined at a restaurant it's like a girl getting dated right it was really a scene and we weren't in it <laughs> nope no part of it we were the brat pack well the thing is They're everybody has their little clique of friends right but theirs was public well, it also like I mean defined Las Vegas, and uh, you know it, it defined like uh, they made money off it. They did closed caption, not closed caption, but closed circuit uh, cable live shows from Las Vegas where you yeah. theater, and this is in the sixties, and you would watch the Johnny Carson post uh, the Rat Pack live from Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, it was really part of uh, what's the word. Las Vegas Akana. <laughs> Even okay. like Ocean's Eleven, they're like, well, we'll show you Las Vegas and we'll rob it blind. You know? The, yeah. The, it was Norman Fell. He's just, he's just sprayed shit on doorknobs. And he's like, ah, that's how we can rob this casino. And yeah, the casino's like, that's great. Yeah. Make sure you get our name in the, in, the, in the screen. So now what we're getting is, hey, if you want to run a casino, it's a crazy, crazy lie. You know? Uh, you said you wanted to approve the dresses, Mr. Suchets. You're driving me crazy. <laughs> and what is it? Approve the dresses, sir. Tell them they're approved. <laughs> oh, so wait a minute. I thought the guy, the models was the guy having sex in the bed with his wife. No, it was AC, our hero. It was um, uh, David Janssen. And here's meeting the son for the first time, and they're going to butt heads on what do you want to do with your life. Now, the fugitive, I don't know if the fugitive was based on a true story, but I do know that the, the original television series was based on kind of a cliffhanger premise from the start, which the guy gets falsely accused and he gets chased from town to town. And it was right. the original Incredible Hulk in the sense that every episode hinged on him visiting a town, helping the town in some way having this old complex show up and having to leave. So he'll go from town to town while, you know, getting a snippet of clue about the- Right, he got another piece of, right, to prove his case. And it was very different than the movie. In the show, it's, you're right. He would be a stowaway somewhere and he would fall into a situation of peril and he'd pay, quickly solve it for him and fall in love with the girl. And then he'd right. have to go, he'd be off camera. But he found an envelope. I knew your father well. He told me a man would come and kill. Here's a clue. Right. He has one arm. That was a big thing. Like, yeah. You want to hear him fight a little? <laughs> Ready? All right. Okay. Oh. Look, see the cutie kid? Yeah. Oh, so he's treating him like a baby. Yep, see, I was becoming a little kid. Right. Oh, man, I'm so glad I took the acid when I did, which was for you. <laughs> scene. Sit down, boy. I'm your father. Treat me like a baby. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Why are there just, like, cigarettes in the picture? Or, like, stereo equipment or whatever the hell they're selling? Look, he's, do you see him in the army uniform? Yeah. Uh, why? What do you mean? It's sh this was a... This probably looks very swank and modern to the 1969 eye. Like, this guy's got it all. Look, he just opened a panel and he can communicate Ooh, yeah, by... Big TV. Yeah, he's got Zoom or FaceTime. He's got FaceTime with uh, people. Look how advanced that TV is because there's, like, four other television sets so you can watch, like, the other networks. Yes. <laughs> you know, you, there's DuPont, there's NBC, there's ABC, there's CBS. What's DuPont? 
DuPont was an actual network, television network during the 50s that kind of crashed and burned. I don't know if they own their That's own. very interesting. They built, I they built their own TV sets, but there's a guy named DuPont, and the DuPont yeah. television network had some quality programming. Kind of yeah. like... Oh, I'm looking back. Fox, huh? Like Fox Broadcasting will be like, is that the new DuPont uh, mm-hmm. network? I think a couple of shows from, from DuPont became like, uh, went to jump to other networks and they became like a big hit. Much as like The Fugitive on Hubi jumped to Roku. Uh-huh. And if you have yeah. Roku, you can watch. Hubi yeah. was a channel that was only supposed to play on your, TV, on your phone. And it I came got out Roku. Pandemic. It came out during the pandemic. It was a huge bomb. No one wanted to watch TV on their phone. I see. Hmm. That doesn't make sense because many people stream Netflix on. Well, okay. Well, I mean, you would still like you would watch an hour of Netflix on your phone and then finish it up on your TV set or on your laptop. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's last resort. Yeah, I mean, but it's there. You can totally watch it at work or whatever. But you wouldn't like primarily pick. So they had like big names, and they had Peter Sutherland in The Fugitive, and uh, it. The network closed, and uh, a streaming service called Roku uh, purchased those shows, including The Fugitive. And it's now you have to go into Roku, and you have to go into like Roku Originals, and you can find it. So if you're looking for more, uh, David, ooh, look at these flashbacks. <laughs> no, it's what she's on stage dancing. You see, it's it's like. At this point in the film, like the kid has agreed because his father bullied him into it, staying for the summer and just sort of being around and learning about the business. So that's what's happening here. And what he's learning is there's a little bit of debauchery going on here. This is all sin. It's all about greed and money. It's kind of ugly. Now watch, she'll get topless and he'll be embarrassed. Remember, it is 1969, right? He'll be embarrassed and walk out. Watch, here she comes. She's going to do... Oh, whoa. Oh. Whoa, don't pop off your bra. Now, he, the father, it is born this second. He's like, is my son gay? And he never told me. And he will pursue that. And he, he doesn't li- use nice words, Mike. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> the guy in the shirt. He's like, hi, I'm stereotypical gay, but in 1969, we didn't talk about it. Oh, so they would have to pose that way? And like, uh, His hips? Well, it's uh, there's some representation, I guess. <laughs> no, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, I mean, Ed, the movie's just saying it without saying it. Why is he wearing sunglasses inside? It's Las Vegas, baby. Night is day. Day is night. Who knows? Is that funny? It would be like someone would say, like, it's kind of cool in here. And you go, oh, let me get my sunglasses. Yeah, that's kind of funny. All right. Hey, <laughs> do you know how to make a cactus cooler? How do you make a cactus cooler? Put sunglasses on it. <laughs> I guess that's been done. Uh, okay, it's kind of cool. And yeah, have you ever drank a uh, soda called Cactus Cooler? <laughs> I've heard of it. It's a soft drink, but it's like, you know, multicolored. I think it's supposed to be like a pine- pineapple something. But I don't even know. It doesn't even matter. Right. The, the label has a cactus on it with wearing sunglasses. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. Also, do you know and how to make Put it in the refrigerator. Anthony, I'm doing my podcast. I got to go. Do you want to appear on my podcast? Yeah, have Anthony Quinn do the countdown. <laughs> okay, so um, now what's happening is he's like, this place is about greed. He, and, and the father's like, we're giving the people what they want. They want dreams. They want sleeves. They want pre-pandemic buffets. <laughs> With no, no sneeze guard. <laughs> That's right. Debauch, debauch. I'm talking about illegal rights on red. Talking about farting in the car. <laughs> Debauchery is what Vegas is about. 
What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas because no one leaves Vegas. <laughs> they don't get out alive. If you stub your toe in Vegas, that's going to bleed out. That's what the people want. You could get a steak for two fifty any time of the morning. Okay, listen to his voice. Listen to his voice. I'm Brendan Vaccaro Sr. He just said Negro. Did you hear that? Wow. 1969? That was pretty edgy. I think that was the first movie. In 1969, when someone would say that, they had they they had they thought they were saying African American. You know what I mean? They were using the descriptive term everybody used. When they said the other word, they meant it pretty racist. This movie seems like it's trying really hard to be like part of the social scene. Like offer you like the melodrama you so richly deserve between generations. Well, they spend a lot of time in in environments like this, like we're going out and having a good time kind of thing. And somebody getting paged all the time. Remember, I mean, we were alive for it. You would call a place and ask, is so-and-so, you know, is Mike Hunt there? Michael Hunt. He goes by Mike. No, but so one of the pages is like – uh, okay, throughout the movie's casino scenes, an employee is paging persons on the public address system. One person paged near the middle of the movie is Jay Sarno, the man who built Caesar's Palace and the Circus Circus Casino. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, it's just if he shows up. He might, he, yeah, so he would be alive right about now, 69. Yeah, and so he was getting paged at a competitor's, like he was in the building. Okay. Is he going to stay or go with his friends to Europe? They're going to let high card decide, okay? Oh, if he's betting on whether or not he's going to stay in Las Vegas or not, he's staying in Las Vegas. Well, yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have a movie, right? Well, it'd be like, well, do I do the tarot cards and and predict whether the each Ching to predict if I go on this European backpack? Or do we do well, high cards and, and I stay in Las Vegas? It's interpretation, right? Those tarot cards. You can't trust it. Look at his card. Queen. Yeah. Pow! Now, look. He doesn't reveal his card. Oh, shit. He did. Darn it. I'm sorry. You see, that happens at the end of the movie, and he doesn't reveal his card. Like the Cincinnati kid. Yeah. Any, any poker? Do they play any poker in this movie? Oh, they poke so many girls. Yeah, they poke her left and right. Uh-huh. See the kissing in the it's debauch Vegas. Right, sure. But there, was there liquor at least in the front? <laughs> there was liquor in the front, yes. And where, where was the poker? <laughs> no, well, the poker was in the middle and sometimes in the rear. Listen, why are we doing this? <laughs> <laughs> It's Las Vegas, baby. We're talking about poker and guys who look like John Saxon. Now, look, these two really do like each other. They're, you know, he really does love his kid, and the kid is like, you know, it's his dad. He wants him to be, you know, it's not like a 60s rebellion thing. It's more, like, no, it's more like he was going his own way. Okay, we're supposed now look what they do with the mirrors during this whole thing. It's pretty cool how you can see. Now that is Miss Forsyth, and she is the fiance. And she's sort of the not she's not a kept woman because she is in charge, but she plays ball. I don't know how to describe it. She's a woman of power, but it's only by proxy of who of who she's with. <laughs> calling all mics, calling all mics, come in, mics. Audience, I think Mike has taken a dump. <laughs> no, I'm still here. Are you talking oh, to me? What's up, Mike? I'm looking at this place. Like, how fucking great is this? It's just like, uh, like straight out of like, oh no, they're all mirrors. Yeah, and you missed it though. They were like playing with the mirrors as they were coming down the stairs. You could see them in it. Oh, really? Now, her name is Diana. The, she's the fiance of him, and she is our Star Trek connection just because she was she guest starred on Voyager once, and it was in the fourth season. But still, we need a connection. We at, at what point did you, did you just tune out of, jo- of Voyager then, season three? 
Oh, Voyager, I maybe watched season one. It was already waning and dying. I had seen The Next Generation, then that Deep Space Nine came along, and Voyager was like, you know, Deep Space Nine was getting a little played out. So Voyager was like, okay, fans, you want a new fresh face? We'll give it to you. So I watched it, like, in the beginning because I was obligated to, but I don't know, man. A new season of Deep Space Nine came out. I got distracted. You couldn't yeah, I forgot, I forgot how important Deep Space Nine is. <laughs> There's because the other Star Treks, they were in just shallow space. They're right. They're not in deep space. And there's only like six of them. There's not like nine. <laughs> You're right. They got up to shallow space six, and then at that point, they let's get the fans something different. Boy, this poor movie isn't getting any credit right now. Let's go back to our movie. I got to tell you, like the I do like the way it's set up with the mirrors because it, it looks like you're walking into a submarine. Like you know what uh -huh. I mean? Like, oh wow, this is a single television set. Yeah, but it's 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 FaceTime. Oh yeah, is there? Hey, Carl, what's up? Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. What? I can't hear you. Turn up the high five down below. What the knob there? Move, turn that up. High fidelity. <laughs> oh, the old hi-fi. Over hey, and is... out. The old hi-fi. You guys get Wi-Fi? Well, no, this is nineteen sixty-nine. We do have hi-fi. Hi-fi is what we have. Wi-Fi is a question. Look, Why see what hi-fi is over there. director. Wow! Look at this. The the cinematographer, I don't know. It does sell it. I mean, they, they're doing a good job, I guess. But this guy is like a spoiled little kid, right? Like, yeah. he has an opportunity. So he's this white guy, right? He's got an opportunity. He went to college. He's got an opportunity to take a year off and go to Europe and find himself. Right. Or do his father's job. But his father's job is work at Sin City. Yeah. The, the Caesar's Palace, which is played by Caesar's Palace. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Eye to eye. Hush, hush. Well, the thing is, she, <laughs> eye to eye, too. Shy, shy, very good. So he, um, she, she sort of came on to him a little bit. And he, like, fucking nipped that in the bud. You know, you are my father's, fuck you. And then she's, he was insulted. Because, well, that's how she threw champagne out. Yeah. Oh, here's some more champagne. Right, and that's his cool ass way, you know, if I'm oh, reloading right. her. She's, he's handling her, you know, don't be inappropriate. Oh, everything's so fuzzy. Oh, thank yeah, God. Yeah, terrible cinematography. Well, at first I thought, oh no, not another shot of the strip. And then they focused it and it was another fucking shot of the strip. <laughs> Look, he's washing dishes. Yeah, and these guys like what making penny rolls. There's a circus circus. I love circus, the circus circus. Circus circus. Yeah, and they have um, they have they serve pizza pizza. Well, I think that place at the time had like uh, a one pound hot dog, or like a one you know twelve inch hot dog, and you could get this oversized hot dog for a couple bucks. Mm hmm. Just to get you in there. Oh, so. boobs. Now look, you see how. See, they're respectable bees, and that's why they stay tight, and she can dance with them. Isn't that, isn't that great? Uh, yeah, you know, they, they figured it out back in the day. Look at this bar. It's like one fire hazard away from, like, a lit match. I should let you know what the movie does, right? You hear throughout the movie conversations of the guests, you know, and they're saying interesting stuff, like, um, Harry, we have to leave now. That $200 is our rent payment. I know, Gladys. Harry, we've got to leave now. Just one more spin, Gladys. Harry! <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, so I'm that's on like, a streak. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those like morning radio shows where they have like fake uh, couples calling. Harry was on the table and he we only had $200. I know. <laughs> Whoa, what'd you do? That seems to be your rent money. I know. <laughs> You hear that kind of thing, and you hear other stuff like gossip. Uh, you hear their uh, discussions about um, 
you know, the, the, you hear two wives being shocked about what got taken off during one of the burlesques. There's like, it's, it's interesting and funny stuff. Now, what's going on here is weird. You know he just showed up in Vegas, right? But now they're in his, the son's apartment. See? It doesn't make sense. Maybe a couple months have passed because look how it's all furnished with his stuff, his picture choices on the wall. Right. Who's is that? Louise Brooks or uh, Clara Bow? The It Girl? She's uh, She was the first emo ever. It was 1936. Wow, which was only 30 years ago. He was the first emo. 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 Emo? Yeah, a woman. Oh, look, there's uh, that guy, Jack Kerouac. <laughs> now, what we learn is they bug his, the father bugs his apartment and bugs his phone. That's so crazy. 1969, you could just buy a bug and then put it on your phone, your son's phone. <laughs> the, 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 the guy's like, he's coming, the security guy. Got to get out of here. He's coming. Is he dressed like a cavalry? Or oh, no, it's the lighting. He's dressed like um, uh, a security at the casino, like I'm a fake cop. And basically now it's the question of, is he gay? Oh, really? Yeah. Uh -oh. Oh, so is this act two, is he gay? I, I shouldn't have put the sound up. They're having husband and wife spats. He, she's essentially saying his concerns about the son are not important. Everything's cool. And, you know, kind of like, what does it matter if he's gay and that sort of thing? Let me see what's going on here. Wow, it's pretty deep. Oh, okay. He's reporting now to Baltimore. Baltimore owns two-thirds of the casino. He owns one-third. He does the operations and stuff, but they're the money men. So he reports to them daily these statistics. You know, basically they're watching the trend lines, you know, and of course it's the fiscal quarter. He's frustrated with Baltimore because they own him. You know what I mean? He's doing all the work. They're getting all the money. But that's not true. He's got a third of the casino. He's making plenty money. But still, he's a rich guy, so it sticks in his craw. Now, this is Las Vegas during the day. That was the famous thing about the Hangover movie, was that it showed Las Vegas during the day and not at night. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I didn't know that. Because you know how movies start off and it'd be like Las Vegas and, and the lights would start up and uh, the water fountain would... Yeah, yeah. We start to blurp out water, but uh, and it, <laughs> it was blurped famous. it out. It blurped it out. Blurp, yeah. blurp, blurp, blurp. You know what I mean? Like those floor yeah. blurps where you're like, you have a, a patio, and you're like, I'm gonna have to walk across, and then suddenly, <laughs> like a blurp of water springs up. Yeah, <laughs> like it's jumping. And they okay, so showing them the eye in the sky now. Basically, there's surveillance all over, but this is the big eye in the sky. God, how cool. Like, you know, I'm sure it was a huge fire hazard when it was built, but like Las Vegas back then was like really fun to be in. I bet. The eye in the sky room. Look, that guy is still his, still hitting on, the, on 21. My first time in Vegas was like mid-90s, like 94, 95, something like that. So I guess I was already in new – it didn't get Disney-ized yet, but, I mean, it had Excalibur and it had the roller coasters. And right. The, the roller coasters were, were probably built around 93. Yeah. Oh, they're fighting. Let's put it up. They're fighting. All right, sure. Darn it. I keep missing stuff. They stopped fighting. Well, it just had to reenact it when, when, you, when the moment hits. Yeah. This whole movie seems night. like just father and son yelling at each other. So they're like now showing the love, you know, he's saying, look, anything you need, you want, you just ask. If you can't ask, whisper. 
But David, no, the fugitive, right? So it, it lasted a couple of decades, but it got to a point where people were like, just get to the resolution already. And they had I a don't know. Is that right? I mean. Yeah, like, because they never tipped a hand. Like, he never, you know, in Twin Peaks came out, people were like, who killed Laura Palmer and get it over with? And what they basically did was they waited till the end of the series. They kind of tipped their hand, but they were also, like, having other mysteries crop up. Like, they couldn't wait to get rid of the Laura Palmer mystery. Mm-hmm. Who yeah, the hell is the log lady? Yeah, right. What's up? Where's the log lady? What yeah. about, oh, okay. I don't, yeah, log lady's missing, I get you, but who killed Laura Palmer? Yeah, yeah, but what about the log lady? Now, it's four years the fugitive was on, so of course, you know, they would be. So that's a, it's a sweet gig for David Jensen, but so they have the finale of the fugitive where he finally catches the one-armed uh, uh, fugitive, the real, the real criminal, and uh, it was huge. That was like a huge, serious finale, like millions of people watched it right and then late dormant i think there was like a radio series back in the day prior to the tv show but there wasn't much of it and then in the 90s the movie the fugitive came out which was a movie with a, with a beginning and end. right you and, mean harrison ford yeah it was and that was huge oh yeah that well you know another thing is it always would be shown on television yeah right but, you know, it, it produced a sequel where Harrison Ford wasn't in it. It was a spinoff of the, uh, nice. the cop chasing after him called U.S. Marshals. I mean, that's how, like, big the fugitive was. Wasn't it Wesley Snipes? Yeah, and uh, was it Tommy Lee Jones in the sequel? Yeah, yeah, of course. It You know, I think, I don't know if his whole crew was there, but probably they were. I did see that film, but it was a blip on my radar. The it's fugitive, a blip. Of course, I, mean, it, I love it. Just, it's a curious way of, of uh, expanding like a sensation like that, because like, it was a franchise, but it hinged on one gimmick, this guy being falsely accused, and then once you find him innocent, you know, maybe Spin focus Because it was another innocent man, right, in the U.S. Marshals? Yes, that's exactly what it was. Now, what did we see? We saw him in the Golden Gate Murders, didn't we? With the nun. Right. Yeah, that's right. The guy kept pushing people off the bridge. And that was when he died. At that point, he was a total alcoholic, three packs of cigarettes a day. This is David Jensen you're talking about. Yeah, uh, Yeah. exactly. And I, I don't know what his health was at this time. I know that he falls in love with the, um, the, the actress who plays um, the um, fiancé. Huh. You know, That's Rosemary right. Forsythe. Apparently, they have a relationship in real life, and this is when they fall in love. Interesting. He died at 48. Do you remember? Right. That's right. I remember that from Golden Gate Killers. Yeah, it was 1980. He was doing this television movie called Father Damon. He had just finished Golden Gate Murders. He was only 48. He was in Malibu. And he just had a heart attack. With all the drinking and four packs of cigarettes a day, he died. Wow, that's crazy. Hey, I, I should mention uh, I got a laptop for, you know, we have a friend, Paul Brumbaugh, who's, right. a, who's a friend of the show. He used to be our original Countdown King. And uh, he gave me a laptop with a CD-ROM player on it. And after like two years, I finally turned it on last week. Uh-huh. And uh, the Wi-Fi doesn't work. It keeps going into airplane mode, but uh-huh. there are some pictures on it and a uh-huh. video. Okay. <laughs> and the pictures are of his car. And okay. there's a video of Paul sitting on the toilet with the laptop <laughs> on his lap. Yeah. Playing with the video. And he's going, do, 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 do. What song is it? He was saying D-O-O, D-O-O, D-O-O. Like he's going doo-doo? <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting on the toilet. So did he not realize he was being recorded? It's like just a little couple seconds? I think he was, just, I think he was playing with the laptop on the toilet. And he said, let me check out the video. And he tried a little bit <laughs> <Dude>, of <laughs> And he left it on there for me. And I didn't see it until two years later.
nice as hanging its legs, but you know. Okay, by the way, um, she's being hired to like sleep with the sun. That way he'll find out. Listen, I'm sorry this is being so homophobic. Uh, you know. It's all right. Look at those tidy whities he wears, you know. They, they got this suspicious. Yeah, I thought they were ripped, but I saw that it was just a crack. This is a crack in them. Hey, wait a minute. What's going on? Someone's in my room. Hey. Who moved hey, my teacher? My poster. Oh, wow. Roasted turkey. Dinner. Mm -mm. Oh, man. I can't wait to tear into this rotisserie chicken. He just popped himself a grape with his Superman cape on. Oh, is that Superman cape? I thought he was like, I just played tennis swimming. <laughs> just came from the swimming tennis courts, man. It's exhausted. Yeah, you see how short the cape is? That's because he has tripped on a cape in the past. He's no fool anymore. Well, you, you saw him like he tripped on his balls walking in. They're so short. <laughs> okay, now Brenda has, I don't know, we learn in this scene she's got a crush on him, and she is eavesdropping on them. Oh, because the room is bugged in 1969. Right. I must have been James Bond had that suite beforehand. <laughs> so, uh, Brenda will will be jealous and intrigued. You know what I mean? And then he he claims to be gay. He's not, but he says it. Obviously right. not. Like a heart attack. No, is her hair okay? Because it seems to be sticking to her areolas. Her hair? Oh, well, yeah. that was... Yeah, right. They probably did a little pasty glue thing. Look. Look how it doesn't... You know, it should be falling forward, right? Maybe it's a wig. I'm going to say that. Uh, I mean, I'm not one to judge people's hair. So that I could absolutely say. be a wig. Look at it. Yeah. His hair's real. <laughs> no, his hair is not real. Look, how, look what a helmet he's got on, man. It looks like a pumpkin. It's a 70s haircut. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was Alfred E. Newman for this view. <laughs> what do you <laughs> He got a muscle shirt without the muscles. Now, this guy, um, uh, let's see here. This guy, his name is Robert Drivis. He's playing Andy. He's only been in Cool Hand Luke as this loudmouth Steve. That was 67. But really, he was all about theater. Theater, 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 theater. He's also on television on, like, guest shows, like The Fugitive, The Wild... Thank you. 